Welcome to the Clifford Science Careers Podcast and our Celebrating Heritage Podcast Series. In this series, we are celebrating and highlighting the cultures that make us who we are and our diverse experiences and voices here at Clifford Chance. In this episode, we'll be reflecting on the South Asian Heritage Month, which started on the 18th of July and runs till the 17th of August this year. By way of introduction, I'm Nicholas Chong, and I'm a training solicitor here at Clifford Chance's London office. Today, I'm delighted to be speaking to Prakriti Gauda, a senior associate from our London and Energy and Infrastructure Practice, Balman Elahi, an expatriate tax manager from our London office, and Angela Chaga, our interim head of sourcing from our London office. So welcome all and thank you very much for joining me today to speak about this incredibly important campaign. But before we begin, I think the listeners now would be really excited to hear a bit more about everyone's background, specifically in relation to your heritage and your culture. So feel free to introduce yourself, perhaps starting with Prakriti. Hi, everyone. Um, So I'm Prakriti, and I'm from the infrastructure team here in London. Um, A little bit about me. I am from a very small town in South India, which very few people have heard about unless you've literally passed through that town. It's called um, Tumkur. Um, it's uh, it's close to sort of what we all know as the silicon capital of India, um, uh, Bangalore. So I always tell people I'm from a small town near Bangalore. <laughs> um, and um, I am Indian and uh, I studied in India. Um, so I am a first generation uh, immigrant to, um, to the United Kingdom. And my family, so most of my family kind of lives in Karnataka and, you know, I have I have I have very little family that sort of lives abroad. So for me, um, coming abroad uh, from my little town was um, was a very uh, interesting experience. Um, so um, yeah, so I want to kind of I'll be kind of talking more about it um, uh, um, during this podcast. Great. And what about you, Salman? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, so I'm Salman. I actually moved to the UK about 17 years ago when I was 17. So it's, it's been a long time. Um, came here as a student um, and just been here ever since. Um, originally, originally from Pakistan and from the province of Punjab. So culturally very rich uh, with a very strong heritage. Um, but ever since I've been in the UK, uh, and I'll obviously talk more about this. I think the Punjabi culture and heritage is is just so well known and so out there in the UK that I'm really not missed uh, being part of that, being in the UK. So I'll talk talk a bit more about that. But um, but yeah, that's me. And last but not least, uh, Angela. Hi everyone. I'm Angela Chaga. I am interim head of sourcing. I'm also co-chair of Accelerate, which is our gender parity group. My background is my parents are from the Punjab um, and they came over here in the 70s. And so I'm actually born and bred here. Um, But it's very interesting because my parents are Sikh background and we very much were told to not cause any trouble, to fit in, you know, to, to really embrace the British culture, and I think we pretty much did that with you know all of our friends and growing up, which again I will be talking a little bit more about. But yeah, it's it, it's been very interesting for us. Yeah, so there seems to be you know emerging from our discussion that the sort of multiple identities at play here, born from being situated in both 
mainstream British and South Asian cultures. And I imagine at times the two cultures are one thing, but uh, equally there may be moments where the two feel separate. So based on your experiences, whether personally and professionally, could you elaborate on South Asian heritage and British culture and how they've sort of interacted in your life, perhaps starting this time with uh, Salma? Yep, of course, of course. Um, obviously, coming here to the UK um, was, was a very new experience being a 17-year-old for me. Um, and I've, I've always said this, that I found um, our country to be very welcoming to all uh, races and cultures. Um, and coming here, I, I basically felt that from the offset, well, it, well, it uh, may be university or in the professional capacity when I when I started working. I think what really did help me was uh, just the, the diversity on the whole in terms of the workplace that I was in or even when I was studying. Um, I've always found everyone very, very accepting of what my values are, both in terms of the culture that I'm from and from my religious beliefs as well. I'll just second the point from Angela that um, I, I believe that my heritage is, is, is influenced strongly both by my culture and by my religion. And I think the great part about being in Britain is that um, everything is really just very accepting of the fact that we have differences. Um, and as long as we can work together to find some common ground, which has always been the case for me, um, then really I've really not found any obstacles to me progressing both in a personal and professional capacity. So yeah, um, overall, my experiences have been uh, re really profound, really. I've, I've developed as an individual um, more so if, if I compare myself to had I not come to the UK. Um, yeah, that, that's... That's, that's from me. Thank you, Salman. And Angela, can we hear from you next? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Salman. I think growing up, it, for me, it was really interesting because my friends used to come over and it was the first time they've actually had some homemade Indian cooking. So they were really fascinated how my mum was making chapatis, you know, on, on the brother, how she was doing that, and they'd just circle her and watch. Um, and for me, it was really interesting going to their house because I'd never had spaghetti bolognese, for example. So I'd be fascinated and thinking, wow, what is this? So I, I, I feel like food is always a big part of our culture. And also when we've had Indian weddings and my friends and my British friends that, you know, have been invited, they've absolutely loved it. They've completely embraced it. They want to get dressed up in the saris and the bindis and the bangles and, you know, they want to celebrate with us for the whole week. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's fabulous just bringing the two together and having that cultural dexterity to be able to move from, you know, your home, uh, which is you know, my in my home was very Indian. We went to the temple every Sunday. We prayed, you know, we, we did all of that because that's what mum and dad expected us to do. But also we could then switch that and fit in with the English culture and be with our friends. And, you know, you, you don't really realise the differences until you're celebrating and people come to your home. So, yeah, it, it's very interesting for me. And finally, prophecy. Um, I would, I would, I would echo um, Salman and Angela in the sense that you know, 
Britain as a country has been very welcoming of sort of um, you know the, the various cultural diverse you know the cultural diversity that we bring. Um, I mean, for me, it was sort of uh, my first introduction to British culture was when I was interviewing for um, you know uh, for, for training contracts for various British law firms uh, back uh, back from Calcutta, where I went to where I went to sort of law school. Um, and and you know since then I, I have actually loved the journey and a very sort of interesting anecdote comes to my mind. I mean recently when I was um, coming back from India um, to London and then at you know I, I still have my BRP card so I have my Indian citizenship still. So um, the immigration officer there said um, you know welcome home. And for me, that was the first time somebody had said it a lot because I would always say things like, oh, you know, back home, back in India. So for me, India was always sort of home. And for the first time when the immigration officer said, welcome home, that, that's when it kind of struck me that, you know, London is now home for me. Um, and I think that's a huge part due to sort of the welcoming nature of, you know, my friends in London and the culture in London. Um, I mean, my experience has been sort of, you know, it, because I'm South Indian and I'm from Karnataka, um, you know, when it comes to sort of South Asians in the UK, you, you have more people from Punjab or Gujarat than you do from um, Karnataka. So that for me was, uh, was slightly different because I was often, you know, uh, sort of, because when people thought of South Asians in London, they would think Punjabi or Gujarati, whereas I'm not Punjabi or Gujarati. So I think that was sort of you know a little bit new to me. But then I think now with the with the sort of um, you know with the IT boom, you have more people from Karnataka, which also means you know more restaurants that serve food uh, from Karnataka, um, and, and and you know even the simple thing of when you're walking around in Canary Wharf, you hear someone else speaking in Canada, you know, uh, <laughs> small um, you know small joys. And I and I I can actually see that has changed a lot since when I first came to London. Um, to now, actually. Thank you, Prakriti. It seems we have an incredibly diverse range of experiences on display here, and it'd be great to build upon that and find out um, from each and every one of you what does South Asian heritage must mean to you. So, Angela, if you could start us off this time. Sure. Um, so, to me, it is about learning from each other and seek actually means learner. Um, so it, it's about developing that and understanding about actually not all cultures are the same. Um, even though we may all look Indian, every, every, each and every one of us have different traditions in, yeah. in our um, different cultures, in our different backgrounds as well, which is, you know, and we celebrate, celebrate that um, as well. But it's also making other people aware of it and having a voice and telling our stories and talking about our history um, and learning from each other as well. And um, Prakriti? I mean, for me, a, a very important part of sort of South Asian Heritage Month is, you know, when you look at all the countries in South Asia, right? So you have, you know, Bangladesh, uh, Sri Lanka, uh, Pakistan, you know, India and Nepal. And the thing is, when you're in India, you're Indian, right? I mean, that's sort of, that defines, that is the defining thing about your identity in India. But then when you come here, um, you know, one thing that I've really sort of, which is a beautiful thing, is that this, we have so much in common with, like I as an Indian, have so much in common with other countries in South Asia. Uh, and especially as a South Indian, now a, a, a lot, I mean, 
you know, sort of, you know, historically, we always highlight the commonality between like the Punjab in India and the Punjab in Pakistan, as well as the Bengal in India and Bangladesh. But equally, like as a South Indian, I have so much in common with, you know, Sri Lanka, right? Because, you know, we, we, we're just sort of even geographically, we are so close to Sri Lanka and our food, you know, as a South Indian, the food that I eat, like, you know, the use of more coconut, etc. that is so common with Sri Lankan food. So one thing I've learned to appreciate and, you know, being in Britain is that sort of commonality. And for me, when we talk about sort of, um, you know, South Asian Heritage Month, um, I feel it's very important to celebrate the commonality between, I mean, there are various political, historical differences. But for me, the beauty about the South Asian Heritage Month is that you come outside of India and you're able to sort of explore the commonality between these various countries. And Salman, what does this month mean to you? I think in addition to obviously um, echoing comes from both Angela and Prakriti, I think uh, with the world that we live in now, which is it's actually become so divisive in terms of a yes or no, and this is right and this is wrong, uh, I think for me the South Asian Heritage Month is really about maybe taking this a step further and, and really perhaps giving a practical demonstration of what our culture and our heritage means to us. And an example of that, for instance, is that a few years back, um, at my previous workplace, every Friday I used to dress up like I would if I was really in Pakistan when I used to go into the office. Um, and I think uh, the reason to do that was to really just open up a conversation with people because they just walk up to me and be like, oh, you're looking, you're looking different. Or, <laughs> and, and you basically just, tell them why you're dressed the way you are and what your background is. Uh, and it just opened up so many doors in terms of having those conversations where perhaps people had their questions or, or, or maybe had some misconceived um, notions that, that they wanted to discuss. So I think for me, really, the month is, is about, um, as Prakriti says, um, appreciating our commonalities, but also providing that space for people to ask questions where perhaps they're not clear and, and really just remove that division uh, that we, we, we unfortunately live in, in today's world. Thank you. It's clear that South Asian Heritage Month is important and there's equally a lot of topics that it can cover. So, so if I think it would be great if each of you could tell us one thing that you want individual and workplaces to think about during and moving on from South Asian Heritage Month. So starting with Salman. I think... Um, in the organization we work in, in terms of to really show where you're from, what your heritage is, um, and really be confident about owning up to what your identity is. I think um, for me as a first generation uh, I'm British Pakistani, I think it's also a case of um, really uh, identifying myself because Coming from Pakistan, obviously, I had this one single identity. And over the course of 17 years, really, I've picked up so much from the British culture. And now it's really just passing it on and handing it down to my future generation, uh, like to my kid who's four years old. And he's obviously going to grow up in this, um, in this beautiful country. So I think it's really a situation, a case of providing an opportunity both to myself and to, to my generation, really, to really own up to the culture that they're from, um, know why we do the things that we do. Um, and I think especially working in a, a firm such as Clifford Chance, um, I, I think we just need more of what we're doing now, really. 
to have these conversations and and really celebrate our diversity. Um, so, so I think that that's what I think is important. Just really having that those platforms to talk more about um, our culture and, and our history. Yeah, that's that's really true. And uh, Angela, your turn. I think for me, it's actually thinking about um, people's experiences. Um, and I was just going to talk about, actually, just a couple of weeks ago, I was um, walking, I, I was just walking home for, uh, with my family, so my husband and my two children, and we overheard um, some racist remarks. And normally we would have carried on walking, but this time we actually called it out. Um, and challenged the people that were making these racist remarks. And sometimes I think people just don't think. They may say things innocently. And so I would challenge people in our workplace and individuals to think about, be mindful actually, you know, what you're saying and how hurtful that can be. We are all different and we bring a lot in terms of our culture and our experiences and where we're from as well and you know for me Britain is a very affecting place but we still got some work to do and so I, I would ask you to challenge themselves and to think about and to learn from all of these different cultures as well. And finally Prakruti to close. I would I would sort of echo Angela and Salman and and say that you know we all have sort of you know various competing identities right I mean you don't have to be like one thing. I mean, you don't have to identify as one thing. I mean, you're Indian, you're South Asian, I'm South Indian, um, you know, I'm Hindu. So there's just so many things. Um, and I think it's it's really important to sort of, you know, you know, diversity is great. And, and, and to sort of, you know, you acknowledge, you've got to acknowledge and celebrate the differences. And, and that for me is really important. And in terms of workplace, I think, you know, exactly like what Angela said, Sometimes you do face what I mostly term as, you know, unconscious. You know, people do things unconsciously, and and it's because you know they sort of don't realize what's happening. You know, that what they're saying might be sort of construed as something, you know, offensive. So I feel in those times, and whenever I have sort of sought to educate people um, after calling them out. Um, you know, most of the time my experience has been really positive in the sense that, you know, they have they have understood what I'm trying to say and then we have a very frank and open conversation and, and, and that has generally led to sort of both of us appreciating, you know, the various backgrounds that we come from. Um, and I feel we need to do more of that in the workplace uh, because sometimes, you know, just sort of, just because somebody is different, you know, it, that does not mean that you kind of, you know, don't sort of talk to them about their culture at all, um, you know, thinking to yourself that that might be offensive. So it actually might be a great thing to talk to people where you can sort of have a conversation and then, you know, you, you then come out with a better understanding um, about the other person. Uh, and I feel we should, I mean, we should feel sort of you know, more like we should be more encouraged and we should feel free to do sort of more of that, have these conversations. Um, thanks, everyone. Uh, those are some really important takeaways. And I think it leaves us in a good spot at, uh, since we're at the end of the podcast. So thank you all for sharing your insight and personal experiences. I personally learned a lot about South Asian heritage and culture, and I'm sure the listeners have too. So if you have been listening, 
Um, you've been listening to Clipper Chances Celebrating Cultures podcast. Um, and if you enjoyed this, you may be interested in listening to some of our past episodes. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and stay up to date on our future episodes coming soon. To find out more about Clipper Chance, please visit our website at www.clifferchance.com.